love one another, forgive, judge not, fear not. It's all such great advice with beautiful outcomes, but none of those principles is a one-step process. So let's talk specifics, the messy step-by-step. Welcome to, but how though, in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. Welcome back to But How Though, in a bunch of other spiritual conundrums. Last week, we continued our discussion about the story of Peter walking on the water and how the process is so necessary, each little step, that we can't ignore any of the pieces. This week, we are going to talk about fear versus faith, the wind boisterous. Growing up in church, I was taught that fear is the opposite of faith and that You can't really feel fear and faith at the same time. And then if you feel fear, it is defeating your faith. And you got to find a way to overcome that so that your faith can defeat your fear. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish. That's what's required from you. Faith over fear. It wasn't until the onset of the worldwide pandemic that I really had to examine that particular idea that faith and fear cannot exist together. And realize, that's a bunch of bullcrap. That's a bunch of (laughs) bullcrap. I had just gotten over the worst influenza I had ever had. And I had spent a few moments. I mean, I'm, I'm a dramatic person anyway. So let's just take that into account, shall we? But I had spent a few moments of that illness really feeling like I might be close to death. And it wasn't too many months after that, that the pandemic erupted all over the globe. I wasn't even done coughing yet when the pandemic started. And so as things are starting to shut down, I'm thinking, I can't afford to get this illness. What would happen to me? As far as we know, it's attacking people's lungs. Well, my lungs aren't even strong yet. And look what just influenza did to me. How would I survive this unknown thing that's taking down the world? I also had a lot of faith. I knew Team Universe was not surprised by the pandemic. I knew that they had seen this coming, prepared us all for it in various ways. Sometimes that might mean by not preparing us for it in order to maximize the usefulness of the pandemic for the people on this earth, to maximize it. I knew this. And at the same time, I was fearful about what the virus could do to me personally and also to our world at large. And it was sometime that first week of the shutdown in March where I was thinking to myself, hey, wait a second. I'm feeling a lot of faith. I'm feeling on fire with faith in Team Universe about my future and about the future of the world. I'm feeling it. But I'm also feeling really scared at the same time. I also did not feel that my fear was battling my faith. And that one had to win out over the other. I felt them almost as if I could picture them side by side, existing in my heart, cohabitating peacefully as if they were BFFs, my faith and my fear. Neither one looked like they were going to go anywhere. And I had to think a lot about that. I had to think like, what does that mean? And I had to look back at some of the miracles that had unfolded in my life and recognize the times when I felt fearful and the fear did not nullify the miracle from unfolding. It did not cheapen it. And it definitely didn't stop any of the miracles from occurring. So then I thought, okay, I think 
I'm misunderstanding fear. In the story with Peter walking on the water, in verse 30, it says, And when he, Peter, saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. Clearly, Peter has faith in Jesus. Plenty of faith in Jesus. He asked if he could walk on water. He got out of the boat. We talked about this last week. And then when he started to sink, he still called out to Jesus, knowing that Jesus could save him. His faith in the act of walking on water didn't falter because he knew Jesus was still out walking on the water. He didn't all of a sudden believe that it wasn't possible. And he didn't call for the ship to come and get him. He called for Jesus, who was, in fact, still walking on the water. So Peter's faith was still being exercised at the same time his fear was felt. But Jesus asked Peter about his faith, faith in himself and also faith in the process. Maybe even faith that the wind boisterous was a part of it. Every time I have experienced a miracle unfolding in my life, it starts in three parts. I know we talk about this all the time. The anatomy of a miracle, the exciting beginning, the messy middle, and the tidy end. Every time I enter the messy middle, I immediately think something's wrong. Either I'm doing it wrong, and that's why it looks so messy or confusing, or I have made a wrong step, and I've somehow walked outside or taken a different, a wrong turn or a different path, and I'm no longer heading towards my miracle. Or I've made a wrong choice and I'm somehow being punished. Or someone else has wronged me. It feels so wrong because the wind and the waves, they have no place in my happy, exciting miracle. When I know the outcome of this is going to be miraculous, what are the waves even doing here? And that's my but how though for the question this week. What is our expectation of a miracle? Why or how do we feel that the wind boisterous is wrong? That the fear that we feel at seeing the waves is somehow wrong. We shouldn't be feeling fear. We should only be feeling faith. But how would that even be possible? I got a lot of dreams. I don't know about you guys. I got a lot of dreams. Every single year, I list out 10 of my dreams that will get me closest to the life I really want to have. And I repeat those 10 dreams or those 10 goals very often, almost daily. One of my goals every single year is I am fit and healthy. I, I say them in present tense, even though they're something that I'm currently working on. And the one for I am fit and healthy is basically that body and mind, I will operate from a place of peace and functionality, overall health. And for most people, this goal is pretty straightforward. For me, this goal is so complex, it scares me. Body image and eating disorders make achieving health and fitness very difficult. I typically have to sacrifice mental health or physical health. It's very difficult to achieve the balance of both. When I say the words, I am fit and healthy, what I mean is I have beaten my illness. I am no longer a prisoner of eating disorders or of a poor body image. I am healthy body and mind. I have been working on it for years, years. <laughs> I continue to pray and ask Team Universe for help with it. And they continue to lead and stay in it with me. They've told me in no uncertain terms that they don't care how long this takes. They're in it. But if I can just get really real here, I have no delusions about what I'm asking for. It will take more 
oh, it's so hard to even say this. It will take more than I have to conquer it. It will take power beyond what I have in order to achieve this miracle. Because this, to me, physical and mental health is like walking on water. That is how impossible beating this particular demon feels. Now, (laughs) it feels that hard because once I start to focus on, let's say, physical health, and I'm exercising a lot and I'm eating right, it becomes a function of the eating disorder. There are rules I have to follow with the food. There are lots of cans and cans. There's a lot of guilt and shame associated with different types of foods or the changing of my body that can inevitably occur with more or less exercise depending on what I'm doing at that time. And if I'm focusing on my mental health and my emotional health, I have to lose a lot of those moral price tags. I have to give myself permission and the ability to eat what I want and honor my body's cues, which means that sometimes when I say I should exercise, my body might be telling me I'm too tired and it's time to not exercise, which really triggers the eating disorder thoughts of failure and of absolute disgust toward my physical body. So I am fighting on both sides. no matter what I'm focusing on, but it's almost impossible to focus on both the physical and the mental at the same time. So this is a goal I have continued to work on for several years. It's not a quick thing. I don't know how long it's going to take me. I have no idea, but I'm not through it yet. So it's still on there. That was on the 2nd of January. Well, on the 4th of January, my son tested positive for COVID. Aside from all the other practical things that that changed for me that day, One of the things was I couldn't run. Obviously, I can't run. I got to take this one to the doctor. He's got to get his test back. As soon as we get his test back, I got to go collect all the other children. I have to now be on the phone with the health department. I have to be canceling appointments. Everything is changing. It took all day just to reschedule our lives for what the next 10 days were going to look like. And all I could hear in the back of my mind, no matter what else I was doing that day, was you didn't run, you didn't run, you didn't run. Well, by the time... I got done with the family tasks that needed to be done. It was later in the evening. And I knew I would feel better if I just got on the treadmill. Never mind that I was tired. I needed to run. So I I run. On Wednesday, that's my next running day. I am exhausted. I wake up exhausted. But all day long, all I can think is I got to run. I got to run. I got to run. Sometime in the early afternoon, I get on the treadmill. Three miles in, I get a very clear cue that my body is done because I get a sharp pain in my calf. It feels almost like a cramp in like a tear, but not quite either one. It it was weird. And I look at the board on my treadmill. I've only gone three miles. It really hurts. Like I cannot, I can't keep running. I can't. So I swear and I slow down to a walk. I'm not sure that's a cramp. I'm not sure it's a tear, but I've only gone three miles which is, according to the eating disorder, a broken rule. So can I walk? Yeah, it still hurts. Every step I take hurts. But yes, I could walk, but I would be walking. Walking doesn't count. The illness is tricky because it's never satisfied. You have all these rules and you bargain with yourself just to make the negative voice inside shut up for a minute, just to get some peace for a minute. 
But one of my main goals with the I am fit and healthy goal was to honor my body and my body is clearly giving me a cue. It's done. But I decided to ignore it. I limped and hobbled my way through five miles with a mixture of running and walking on a leg that did not want to run or walk. At five miles and I knew I couldn't go anymore. I actually had to turn to my daughters for help and encouragement to get off the treadmill to help me understand that I had done enough. And then (laughs) I had shame for the shame. I can't believe I had just injured myself, injured myself for this stupid illness. I thought I'd come farther than that. I thought I was healthier than that. I thought I was actually listening to my body's cues. I promised I would honor my body. And clearly, I was not as far along as I thought I was. Clearly, I was never going to be able to beat this. I can't actually be healthy, not body and mind. It's always going to be one or the other. I'll never be able to achieve health physically and mentally at the same time. I can't walk on water. And so I started to sink. And I'm in pain. I'm in physical and emotional pain. And I hobble to the shower and I just cry. Team Universe, why couldn't I get off that treadmill? I forced myself to stay on the treadmill after my body told me no. And now I really can't run. (laughs) For who knows how long? Weeks? Months? What kind of injury are we talking about here? Truth is I didn't know. And now I would have to live with the consequence of my actions. And my actions were pathetic. In that moment and in the days that have followed, I didn't get a warm and cozy blanket wrapped around me with all the comfort and rest I could ever want. That's not what I got in answer to that prayer. In answer to that prayer, I've been getting questions. The questions started from the place of my shame and doubt. But when I started to look at those questions as extraneous outside things, as more like the wind and the waves... I could hear something a little deeper. I could hear questions from Team Universe, more like the question directed at Peter. Why do you think you doubted? Okay, so this time you didn't get off the treadmill right away when you got a cue from your body. Does that mean you will never be stronger than the guilt and shame? And knowing that the guilt and shame are there, how does that help you? And asking these questions, I realized... I could actually make better decisions next time because of the awareness I gained from this time. I could see health still the goal and recognize that guilt and shame and doubt were making themselves known. Not because I was never going to get to health and fitness, but because I would have to sort through the shame and the guilt and the doubt and properly file them in order to achieve actual health. They weren't a sign that I had taken a wrong turn. Guilt and shame and doubt, and even my poor decision to stay on the treadmill, that was not a sign that I had taken a wrong turn. Nor was it a sign that I was never going to get to my goal. But those things were flags. They were marking stops I had to make. They were literally tasks on my path that I had to do. There will be no health without facing my guilt, shame, and doubt. So they made themselves known. And now I know exactly where to work because our fears don't indicate a malfunction or a fatal flaw any more than Peter noticing the wind and the waves indicated that he had no faith. Distractions were going to be a thing for him. So going back to COVID, 
right now, I have COVID. And the fears that I had associated with the virus of me getting it, I also had fears about my two boys getting it because they have mild asthma. The only people in my family that I would worry about getting it would be myself and my two boys. Well, guess who got it first? (laughs) The two boys and then me. And I was also worried about some of the symptoms. Like, okay, maybe I wouldn't end up in the ICU, but what if I lost my sense of taste and smell? That's common. What if that happened? That would be so hard for me to navigate because of the eating disorder complications that could trigger. I was the first and possibly the only to lose taste and smell. All of the fears that I had about getting the virus have come up. Not the outcomes of the fear, but the fears themselves. It seems so deliberate. It's almost funny. (laughs) I'm at the trust level where my fears are being actualized. What does it mean? Does it mean that Team Universe doesn't care? Does it mean that they've abandoned me? No, we are literally in the water. I have left the boat. The wind boisterous is not an indication that I won't be able to make it. I'm out here doing it. Even me sinking sometimes is not an indication that I won't be able to make it. I'm still out here. And Team Universe is ready for this phase of our faith. They are ready with teaching moments and with immediate aid. They're not always going to calm those wind and waves because the wind and the waves are a necessary part of reaching our dreams and cooperating in the miracles. Team Universe is ready for our fears and our doubts, and they're ready with a very personalized plan of how to get through them. I do not think it's any accident or coincidence that the things that I feared the most about the virus for my family have been actualized, have been the things that I have had to face. We do get a very personalized plan from Team Universe of how to face each of our winds and each of our waves when they get boisterous. That's all I got for this week. Please join me again next week and we will continue to tackle more questions because Team Universe isn't afraid of our questions. Team Universe isn't even afraid of our fear. They want us to know how to use it. They want us to know how to sort through it. They want us to know how faith incorporates fear. And we do that by asking all of the questions. Even, but how though?